0: you today. We praise you for your splendor, your glory. In the name of the Christ, we pray and all God's children said amen Amen. and amen. If you want him to be glorified in your life, why don't you give him a hand, praise this morning. at home, online and on land. We're glad that you are here with us. Isn't it good to be back in the house of the Lord? Amen. uh, Thank you for practicing social distance and thank you for adhering to the diaconate ministry and the ushers today. Thank all of you who are in our Family Life Center, logging on also. It's preaching time. If you will stand with me, let's read the word of God together. St. Luke chapter 11, St. Luke chapter 11, verse 37 through 54. Thank you, daughters. Beautiful job. Amen. Beautiful job. And as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. So he went in and he sat down to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed before dinner. And then the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees, you make the outside of the cup and the dish clean, but your inward part is full of greed. And wickedness, foolish ones. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? But rather give alms of such things as you have. Then indeed all things are clean to you. But woe to you, Pharisees! For you tithe, mint, and rue, and all manner of herbs. And you pass by justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogue and greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you Pharisees and and you hypocrites for you are like graves which are not seen and the men who walk over them are not even aware of them. And then one of the lawyers answered and said to him, teacher, by saying these things, you reproach us also. And he said, Woe to you also, lawyers, for you load men with burdens too hard to bear. And you yourselves do not touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. And in fact, you bear witness that you approve the deeds of your fathers. For they indeed killed them and you built their tombs. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets and apostles and some of them they will kill and persecute. That the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation. For from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the temple. And yes, I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you've taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourself and those who were entering in, you hindered them. And as he said these things to them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to assail him vehemently and to cross-examine him about many things, lying in wait for him and seeking to catch him in something that he might say that they might accuse him. And all God's people said, I'm going to tag this message, dinner with the enemy. Dinner with the enemy. Have you ever been surrounded by people who didn't appreciate you and who tried to shame you, talk about you, disrespect you? If you have, then, beloved, you can relate To what Jesus is going through. Mm -hmm. Jesus in this passage. Sister Wilson. Has been invited. To dinner. With some haters. Mm -hmm. And they are out to get him. That's why I call this passage. Dinner with the enemy. Because it's a real thing. And Jesus yet takes the opportunity. To meet with them. Who are out to get him. He meets with them because he wants to warn them about their behavior. He wants to warn them about their attitudes toward him, toward God, and toward others. This text is a warning for people who got a problem with Jesus. It's a warning for people who got a problem with faith in God. And it's a warning with people who got a problem with believing all the scriptures. So let's examine the text today and see what the Lord is saying so that you and I may encourage somebody this morning to turn to God for salvation before it's eternally too late. Let me look at four things for you today. Number one, let's look at the Pharisees' problem. Number two, the Pharisees' pride. Number three, the Pharisees' partners. And number four, the Pharisees' prophecy. I'm going to unpack them as we go, all right? Y'all going to say amen with your mask. Just nod at me. I know you're in here. All right, amen. It's okay. Verse 37, the Bible says, and as he spoke, a certain Pharisee. He asked him to come dine with him, Brother John. So he went in and sat down to eat. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that Jesus did not wash before dinner. And the Lord said to him, now you Pharisees, you make the outside of the cup clean But your inward part is full of greed and wickedness, foolish ones. Did not he who made the outside make the inside also? Can I unpack this for us? Beloved, when we enter into the living quarters of this Pharisee, first of all, we see that it's a trap set up for Jesus. Come on now. He's invited to the dinner, but he's going to be dinner. (laughs) Yeah, they secretly have set up this dinner because they had an issue with what Jesus was preaching and what he was teaching. And they wanted to get to jam him or as the young folks say, they wanted to get at him. And examine him for his ministry. Secondly I noticed that in this text. That as a part of their religious tradition. The Pharisees had what was called was a ceremonial washing. I don't want you to think Jesus didn't wash his hand before he ate. No it was much bigger than that. There was a ritual. I I used to say they would dip one hand in the water. And they let the water run down To show everybody that they were clean They dipped the other hand And they let the water roll down It was a big thing And here's why they did it They watched to say Just in case We came in contact With some sinners Or some Gentiles We washed they sin Off of us Are y'all with me here so if you can imagine a room of 15, 20 people, maybe more, all taking their time before to eat. When are we going to eat? Are y'all with me here? But Jesus come in and go right to the meal. And they marvel or have an issue because he doesn't participate in that ceremonial cleansing. I, I like this text because it's clear that Jesus was not like them. And by not participating with them, not only was he saying, I'm not like you guys. He was also saying, I'm not down with your religious traditions. He said, I don't act like y'all. I don't talk like y'all. I don't behave like y'all. And by the way, I love sinners rubbing up against me. Somebody missed it right there. He said, y'all trying to wash because you might have bumped up against a sinner, but I love sinners. I hang out with sinners, so I don't need to be cleansed from them. Did y'all catch that right there? Jesus understood that the sinner's sin can't be rubbed off on him. Oh, I'm talking to somebody this morning. I just don't know who you are. Just because you bump up against a wino don't mean you a wino. Does that make sense? And when Jesus says this, that's why the text says that he strongly criticizes the Pharisees for what they stood for. Mm. I like this. And Jesus began to open this parable to them and he said to them he said, the problem with y'all is y'all don't know what you're washing yourself from. He said, you wash thinking you cleaning the outside but forgot that the inside is just as filthy as the outside. I wish I had a prayer in church this morning. He said, don't you know when you wash the outside of the cup you need to also wash the what? The inside of the cup and then he said, don't y'all know that the man that made the outside or the creator who made the outside also made the inside. So why y'all playing religious up in here like you got it all together on the outside, on the inside, you're full. He said of wickedness. Don't even know you need to clean what's on the inside. Here it is. Y'all trying to wash off the outside sin you think you caught, but forgot the inside of sin that you brought. Did you hear me, Lisa? You, 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 you can't wash off some sins and leave others undone and then try to call yourself clean. No, 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 no. That, that, that's not good. Are you listening to here? Sin is sin. Inside and out. I'm talking to somebody because you got an issue with church people and you think your sin ain't sin. Oh, I like what Jesus said. Oh, foolish ones. Here it is. That's a good word for somebody today because you believe you better than somebody. Yeah, just because you got a religious tradition don't mean you don't have no sin. Here I come. We ain't been in church in a long time, so can I help myself? Just because you pray before you eat your meal don't mean you ain't got sin in your heart. Just because you act religious or know a few religious facts or prayers. Don't mean you got good religion. On, if the outside of the cup is dirty. The inside is probably dirty too. On, man. Can I get an amen? amen? We've looked. At the Pharisees problem. Yes, sir. Let's look now. At the Pharisees pride.
1: Yeah.
0: The Bible says. Verse 41. Y'all are doing this. But what you should do is give alms. Of such things as you have. And then, indeed, all things will be clean to you. But woe to you, Pharisees. For you tithe, look at the religious practice. You tithe from mint and rue and all manner of herbs. But you pass by justice. And you pass by the love of God. And these you ought to have done without leaving the other ones undone. Woe to you, Pharisees, because you love the best seats in the synagogues. You love to be greeted in the marketplaces. Woe to you, Pharisees, you hypocrites, he called them, because you are like graves, graves that are not seen, and people walk over them not even knowing that they're dying there. Beloved when we come to this portion of the verse Jesus exposes The pride In the heart Of the Pharisees See according to Jesus If the Pharisees Would have just Been generous in charity Instead of being selfish And greedy And wicked Then that would have made The inside clean And they wouldn't have to do nothing else. But because of their pride, they were wicked in every way. Here it is. Because of their pride, they ended up concentrating on the tiny details of religion. Like tithing. Here I come. I said, Here I come. Because some of y'all think tithing is the pinnacle of following Christ. That's where the babies start. Being tithed, being a tither, don't make you a Christian no more than a garage makes you a car. They were so busy trying to be religious that guess what they did? They tied the, the mint and the roux which were herbs that they grew in their garden. Okay, let's say you're growing strawberries. And you grow and you get a nice patch. Whether well, you're going to tithe your strawberries, you're going to count them all. Then you're going to take out ten or whatever, however it may be, and you're going to give them a That's how religious they were. They were practicing tithing mint and root, which was herbs, but they forgot. The things God was really looking at. Justice for everybody. Come on in here. Come on in here. Love for everybody. And I need to park my car because there's an election coming this week. And some of y'all are making your decisions based on some bad religion. And you're so concerned with a religious thing that you have omitted the justice of God, the love of God, and you call yourself religious. Jesus said, y'all missed it. And guess why are you making that decision? Not because you are better than anybody, but because of pride. Right. Can I argue my case here? Because of pride, we got people that don't even know each other willing to fight over a donkey or an elephant. Because of pride, we got grown old men in their 70s talking crazy on TV about each other. And they both got a foot in the grave and one on earth. Pride got people tweeting like they had lost their mind. Pride got people arguing and hating and running to the gun store to buy a gun because they don't vote like you. You don't even know that's the devil. And some people are doing it in the name of religion. I'm talking to the Pharisees this morning. I ain't talking to nobody. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Jesus said, look, you've omitted what you should be thinking about. And he said, not only that, but you guys are the kind of people that you love for people To show you love. You you like it when people, when you go to the synagogue, they give you some religious love. When you go to the marketplace, they call you Elder Bishop so and so. You you, you like notoriety. You like sitting up front in places. You, you, You like people blowing at you and giving you love. you, You like the fame, or they like the fame that religion brought them, the Pharisees, and they craved this attention. But the truth is, Brother John, they were hypocrites. I explained this definition probably several years ago, and it's a lot of new faces, so let me explain it again. The word hypocrite in the Greek language means this. Back in the Greek Days or Greco-Roman days in theater arts, when the performers would get on the stage, Lady McBee, they didn't wear costumes like we wear today. They had masks that were on a stick. And whenever they would perform, Lady Warren, whatever character they were, would be on this side of the stick. But when the scene would change, they rotate masks. And they go from one actor to another actor. Jesus is saying, y'all are two-faced actors. You acting like one way when you around religious people. But when the scene change, you flip the script and get into your other character. I'm trying my best. Are y'all in here with me? When I look at this text today, then Jesus goes on to say this one. He said, and not only are y'all two-faced actors, but y'all are like people who are so cruel, you lead people over empty graves. And they don't even know following you is going to lead them into destruction. Now, that's a cold thing. You know anybody that ever deliberately tried to mislead some people? And knew they were doing it. That's demonic. And Jesus at their dinner party calls them out and tells them, "This is what y'all is like." Now, I need to get on my script right here, but can I tell you, if I wasn't a Christian, I'd follow Jesus just because he's got he's got that kind of game. Right. Come on in here. Somebody who believed Jesus is this this anemic man you see feeble laying on the cross. No, he's a man's man, and any man want to follow another man that's leading God's plan. Are you with me here? Don't be a chump. Come on, Christianity ain't for weaklings. Christianity is for people who got who got some gumption who believe that God is God. I'm feeling some kind of way this morning when I look at this text. Ah. Uh, I see a correlation, Mother Caldwell, with modern-day Pharisees. Yeah, we got them. They're religious people, you know them. They love to be seen in the hood with their bumper stickers. They love ministry fame. Come on down. Yeah, they like to have likes and retweets. But inwardly, they don't live life. Like they post on social media I'm going to lose all my amens right here You do know That post on social media Ain't what they really look like Nobody in here that post Ever post what it looked like What it really look like You post your best you Are you in here Well we got some Pharisees like that Can I give you all a new term I just made it up Somebody say go ahead Reverend I call them keyboard Pharisees. You know, you know, I'm Tommy. They use emojis, special scriptures on a picture to make it seem like they are the real thing. But in reality, they live a different life, and they mislead people and are often just like gray. And anyone following them will be led to destruction and great pain. Can I turn the light on? Yeah. Keyboard Pharisees post one thing but do another. They preach one thing but they do another. They testify about one thing but they experience another. Keyboard Pharisees create religious rules that they can't even keep themselves. Can I say some more? Then they go on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all the rest and TikTok and try to make everyone else keep up with their religious traditions and they themselves can't even keep it. Mm. Be careful in this day and age of social media and following religious rules and rights on that social media context. Why? Because there are false teachers out there That will deliberately mislead you. Deliberately take you down a path of destruction. Knowing that destruction is ahead of you. And they will do it anyway. We've looked at the Pharisees' problem. We've looked at the Pharisees' pride. Let me show you now the Pharisees' partners. The Bible says in verse 45... Then one of the lawyers, he answered and said to Jesus, teacher, by saying what you said to them, you're approaching us. I wanted to just, who talking to you? Ain't nobody talking to you.
1: And
0: then Jesus looked at him and said, and what are you lawyers too. Well, you load men down with burdens too hard to bear. And you yourself don't touch the burdens with one of your fingers. Woe to you, lawyers, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and your father and them killed them. And in fact, he said in 48, you bear witness, Nunu, that you approve the deeds of your fathers, for they indeed killed them, but you built the tombs. Beloved, when you come to this next portion of the text, Jesus turned to one of the lawyers sitting at the table at the dinner and goes in on him. But he goes in on him because the lawyer started catching feelings about what Jesus said about his homeboy, the Pharisee. Maybe it's the hood in me, but I just read between the lines. Can I tell you what's happening here? When Jesus exposed the Pharisees, he was also talking to the teachers of the law. Because the teachers of the law, they supported the Pharisees wickedness and their wrongdoings in ministry. They were co-laborers together. And this particular lawyer at the dinner started feeling some kind of way. When Jesus was dealing with the Pharisees, and so he couldn't hold it no longer. He had to try and check Jesus. When I look at this text, I'm blown away because it was the lawyers who were the ones who had created the trivial regulations of the law the Pharisees spoke them to exist, into existence and the lawyers wrote them down wow. and made the people carry them out. Are y'all listening here? They, 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 they interpreted and created religious laws that were too heavy to keep. And they say, at the same time, Brother Tommy, they wouldn't try to practice them themselves. That's why Jesus said you put burdens on people it's too heavy for them to carry. And you won't lift one finger to try to carry the burden that you say, God say this is what you got to do. Secondly, what Jesus does in this text, uh, Brother Caleb, is he exposes the wickedness in their hearts. He says this, and not only this, but y'all have built the tombs In honor of the great prophets. And what you've done, you built them, but it was your fathers who killed them. So what you're really doing is carrying on the tradition of your ancestors. Here it is. You build the tombs, not because the prophets were great, but you build them to make them stay dead. What do you mean, doc? Uh, You don't want nobody to pick up the words that they preach, so you bury the real law in there with the prophets while you write new traditions. Y'all in here? This was a cold group, these Pharisees and lawyers, and they were like modern-day religious people. Who are around today Amen. trying to prey on you and your weakness right. and your fear and your anxiety? Amen. Trying to prey on you. You know what gets me the most? They have infiltrated the church. In the church, right up in here. We got them. Let me explain how they maneuver. These people come up to you and they're all about keeping the rules. Keep the rules of the church up to date for everybody else, but they don't keep the rules themselves. They expect to be treated a certain kind of way.
1: Yeah. Right. That part expected the right
0: Yeah. These are the ones Uh Lady Boundary, who tell you what Jesus said, but they reject his teachings. Uh, These are the ones that can't that can tell you Pastor Show preached on Sunday, but on Monday never applied to their life. Uh, These are deadly people. Wicked people. They they go home and have shock Christian. Yeah, they do. They talk about you up and down when they get home. But they sitting up in here. That's right, Reverend. <laughs> I'm exposing it because I'm sick of it. This is my life. This is what I'm dying for. This is what he died for. How dare you? Mistreat the gospel. Mistreat the Christ. Mistreat what people were crucified for so you can be a Pharisee a teacher,
1: a hater,
0: a hypocrite. This ain't the church for you. You dismiss if you want to be. Let me say some more. You need to be careful out here. I say you need to be careful out here because there's some people that's really playing with God. And they're not serious about his word, but they will create traditions new fads, new looks, new appeals to try to pull you in all the time knowing there's a grave waiting for you. Can I tell you something? This ain't in my, this ain't in my notes. But if it ain't in this book and they bring it to you, it probably ain't from God. If it can't, can't stand the test 5,000 plus years probably ain't from God. Just because it's new don't mean it's true. I just said something right there. Just because it's new don't mean it's true. We've looked at the Pharisees' problem. We've looked at the Pharisees' pride. We've looked at At the Pharisees partners. Let me land the plane now. And show you the Pharisees prophecy. Mm -hmm. Verse 49. The text says. Therefore. Therefore. Whenever you see that. You should circle it. Mm -hmm. Because that's therefore. Because what just happened now. Is going to be brought to a conclusion. Therefore. Therefore. He said the wisdom of God. Also said this. To you Pharisees and lawyers. I'm going to send them. Prophets. And apostles, mm-hmm. yeah. and some of them, Lady McBee, they gonna kill yeah. uh-huh. and persecute. Yeah. Why? That the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation. Mm-hmm. From the blood of Abel mm-hmm. to the blood of Zechariah, yeah. who perished between the altar. And the temple. And yes I'm talking to y'all he said. It shall be required. Of this generation. Woe to you lawyers. He said it again verse 50. For you have taken. Look at this guys. The key to knowledge. And you did not enter in yourselves. And those who were entering in. You hindered them. Beloved. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for putting up with your pastor. But I can't let you leave here without uncovering and discovering this prophetic word spoken by Jesus about these lawyers and Pharisees. I noticed for the record that it was good to reveal to them that their behavior didn't catch God off oh guard. Yeah. Yeah. Other words, he saw everything. Yes, sir. Jesus pronounces the same woe again that he did to them previously. And this strong woe is a biblical warning of judgment. Here it is. God is judging saying woe to you. Something's going to happen to you. Because of how you're acting, how you're mistreating God's people, how you're acting toward God, how you're acting toward men. Don't think you're going to get away. This is what he's saying. God in his infinite wisdom had foreseen what they would do. So he wrote it down in the law. Mm -hmm. The prophets preached it. And the lawyers' attitudes and the towards the prophets and the apostles of the church. Watch this now. Was not gonna go unchecked. Uh, I'm off my script. But can I tell you something? Everybody that's ever talked about the church, that's ever made light of the church, that's ever rejected the church, judgment's coming. You can talk about it. She might not be everything she ought to be, but let me tell you, she's the best thing God got going on this earth. And she's still his woman. Now, I have some issues with you if you talk about my woman. Come on, talk to me. We're going to have to go outside and drop these robes and have a conversation. And I ain't God. Imagine how God feel about his woman. Jesus checks them right here and says, no, judgment's coming. Uh, and because it's coming Jesus had to warn them That it was coming Amen. I, I, I marvel at this He goes on to say uh, Elder McBee he says this He said and not only that Is judgment coming to you lawyers, But it's coming because of this last thing You had the key to knowledge Amen. You were the ones Who were supposed to unlock Illiteracy and teach people about the things of God. But you took the keys. And instead of unlocking it, you hid them from everybody. And those who wanted to enter in, you wouldn't even open the door. And that's why judgment is coming to you. Uh, they were guilty. Of mistreating God's people. They were guilty. Of denying the word of God. In the face. Of God. They acted like they loved God. But what they really loved. Sister Wilson was power. Position. And privilege. That's what they really loved. And I warned you earlier. So I won't repeat myself, but it's people like that in the world. Watch out for them. They don't really love you. They won't visit you if you're sick. They won't feed you if you're hungry. They won't forgive you if you're wrong. How do I know? Jesus already said it. Y'all too busy straining that tradition, trying to tie. But what you really should have been doing was loving people. And wanting justice for everybody. That's how I can tell the difference, and you can tell the difference, too, when you meet them. Don't judge them by what they say. Judge them by what they do.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I got to land the plane now. If you will please put your trays in the upright position.
1: <laughs>
0: See, belts, Pastor. The deacons will be coming through the plane momentarily. <laughs> I'm trying to laugh, make it light. It got too serious in here, y'all. Shriveled up and went home on me. The text closes in verse 53 when Jesus said, And as he said these things to them, watch the crowd, Dr. Pee Wee. The scribes, y'all see that there? And the Pharisees, they began to assail him. Y'all see that there? And then the text says, vehemently. In other words, they went in on Jesus. They ganged up on him. And they began to cross examine him, the text says. Not about what he said, but about many things. (laughs) What about this? (laughs) What about that? And they did this in verse 54. Because they were, watch this now, lying in wait. You see it there? That lets you know that it was a setup from the beginning. They were lying in wait and seeking to catch him in something that he might say, grandson, and that they might accuse him. They went after Jesus. Well, as we hear these final words, You and I get to look at what I call is a typical demonic response for those who have the heart of the evil one. They came after Jesus with words of entrapment, trying their best to catch him in something. This was diabolical, demonic, deliberate, dastardly, and downright dirty and deceptive because he did nothing wrong. But can I tell you, he never said a mumbling word. And I guess what I learned from this passage right here, beloved, is that dinner with the enemy is going to always end up in some sort of manipulative attack to destroy your character. Can I tell you, everybody ain't your friend? Every party you go to ain't God's party. And you're going to find out that people will set you up to assassinate your faith because they don't have one. You got to watch who you're kicking it with. You got to watch whose cup you're drinking out of. I, I'm off my script, but I feel like preaching here. You got to watch whose car you getting in. Everybody wasn't raised like you. Everybody don't walk like you. Everybody don't have the same faith you have. But they want to assassinate the God in you. I learned from this passage that, yeah, if they come after Jesus, they ain't got no problem coming after you. I learned that the Lord, Lady McBee, will always, even in that attack, he will give you the opportunity. Watch this now. To warn your enemy about their sins against God, against man, and against themselves. Y'all catch it? I learned, this one really helped me, Reverend Reverend Whittle. I learned that you need your enemy. You need them, Hayward. You need them because they keep you focused. On what God sent you here to do, Sister Vanessa. You need your enemy. Somebody say, I need him. I got to leave you now. But your enemy will keep you praying. Your enemy will keep you in the book. Your enemy will keep you focused on what's real and what's fake. I stopped by to tell you, use your enemy to get closer to God. Jesus used the enemy to expose the heart of men in the earth. Jesus used the enemy to help him fulfill the Lord's plan for our salvation. Jesus used the enemy to teach us how to know the difference between those with a heart for God and those without. Brother Cooley, Jesus took all of their deceit and allowed it to be the reason why he would go to the cross for their sins. I know y'all didn't see that because I didn't either. Can I run them up? In spite of how they did him, he went to Calvary anyway. In spite of how they talked about himself, he went to Calvary anyway. In spite of the traps they set for him, he went to Calvary anyway. In spite of the lies boundary They told on him The stones they threw at him The slaps on the face They gave him yeah. He went to Calvary yeah. anyway And out on the cross He died For the sins of the world And that included the Pharisees He was buried In another man's tomb For his enemy He took the sting out of death For his enemy Got victory over the grave for his enemy. And early Sunday morning, God the Father raised him back to life for his enemy. That the enemy might be saved. That the enemy might turn. That the enemy might come to faith in Jesus Christ. I'm quitting here, but I was that enemy. And I'm glad today he went all the way on my behalf. Because I was ignorant, Dr. Hayward With my sins I was ignorant in my unbelief I was ignorant and not trusting him But I'm so glad He didn't give up on me I got any witnesses in here today Is there anybody here to say I'm glad He went all the way I was the enemy of God But God gave me another chance But God Opened my eyes But God washed me in his blood but God filled me with his spirit but God gave me a new step I used to have the crip walk, now I got the preacher stroll. but God changed my name I used to be low down mood now I'm Reverend Wilson but God changed my wild dread, here it is mama said he picked me up turned me around Place my feet. Hey, you know him too. Ain't he all right? I'm so glad he had dinner with the enemy. Now I'm on the Lord's side. Blue rag can't do nothing for me. I got the cross on my side now. Are you in here now? Tattoos once marked me. But now I'm marked by his love. Sealed by his grace. Washed in his blood. Filled with his spirit. Got a word from the Lord. Ain't he all right? I said, ain't he all right? Say yeah! Yeah. That sounds good even with masks on. Give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord some praise. You ought to be shouting right now. If you wasn't an enemy that became a child of the living God, you went from enemy status to son or daughter status. I'm grateful right there eternal God our Father how good it is to be called your children Lord while we looked at the Pharisees and the lawyers we saw ourselves because we were the enemies but thank you for having mercy thank you for your forgiveness thank you For what your son Jesus did on the cross for our sins. Because of you, Jesus, we have everlasting life. Because of you, uh, we're new creatures. Old things have passed away and all has become brand new. Thank you, Jesus. I'm no longer your enemy. Lord, I'm praying now. For the one who is here, the one who doesn't know you, they're still under enemy status. Would you open their eyes? Would you draw them with the same love that you draw all men? That's our prayer today. In Jesus' name. Beloved, while you're here, if you're here today and you don't have personal intimate relationship with God? The Bible says that God loves you so much he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. If you're here God wants to save you today if you don't have a relationship with him you say pastor how? Well if you confess with your mouth And believe in your heart that God has raised his son Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. I can help you do that right now by praying this prayer. In fact, all of your church will pray with you now online or land. If you're here, let's get you saved today. Let's build that relationship with God. Simply pray these words. Dear Lord, pray with us church. Dear Lord, I'm a sinner. And I need my sin forgiven. Lord, I'm sorry. I persecuted you. I've done wrong. Would you forgive me? I've hurt myself. I've hurt my family. And I've hurt others. And today. I want to be saved. Come into my heart and save me. I believe you are the Christ and I invite you into my heart. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen. Beloved, if you prayed that prayer today, I want to welcome you into the family of God, never to be disowned, thrown away or rejected. God has entered into your heart today based on that prayer. And before you leave the sanctuary today, we want to make sure we give you some information that you can take with and then be a part of our new members class. That will happen this Saturday so you can learn more about what it means to be a Christian. And now, as believers and followers of Christ, we're going to partake of the Lord's communion. What he did for you, we will remember that. Deacons, ushers, would you come as we prepare now for the Lord's supper? Praise team. Thank you. The beginning and the end. slavery in Egypt. The, The preparation and the remembrance of what he did was carried throughout the generations. And in the upper room on the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he was participating in that great communion where they remembered the sufferings and they remembered what God had done for them in Egypt. Jesus said these words in the Gospel of Mark, he took bread and while they were eating he gave thanks. He broke it and he gave it to the disciples saying take eat for this is my body which is broken for you. All the believers let's eat together.
1: Amen.
0: Mm. amen go right there. And then he took the cup. He gave thanks and offered it to them and they all drank from it. And he said, this represents my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many. And he said, I tell you the truth, I won't drink it again with you until we drink it new in the kingdom of God. Let us drink together.
1: Hallelujah!
0: And all God's people said, and when they had finished, they went out and they say to him, You want Dismiss you by roles, okay? And on your way out, we ask you to remember the Lord and worship today in one of five ways. You can give by giving your tithe and offering today. The white envelope is for the tithe and the offering of the Lord. The yellow envelope is for the love, faith, and obedience campaign. We have the privilege of feeding over a thousand pounds of food this week again. Thank you, thank you so much brothers and sisters who participated in that. Thank you so much, this goes to help that work. The blue envelope is for your pastor to say, Pastor, thank you for preaching the word to us. Be encouraged. You can also go online and give at www.nbcbc.org. Click on the giving tab and there you can receive instructions or how to give to the work of the ministry. And then finally, you can text your giving in this morning to 559-423-8885. You can text to 559-423-8885. Let me pray, and then we will dismiss you. All hearts and minds are clear. Please, nobody go out the front doors. Nobody out the front doors. I will dismiss you by rows. Please exit through the center of the building. Eternal God, our Father, thank you for placing us in the world's greatest church. We love you. We're grateful for your word that is a lap unto our feet and a light unto our path. Thank you for teaching us how to follow you in spirit and in truth. Now would you help us today to love one another, to love the stranger, to go out this week into a dark world and be salt and light where everybody else is angry and dark and don't know you. Help us to be Christians through these elections and we'll give you the honor, the glory and the praise. May God God May the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us until we meet again. Let the church
1: sing together.
0: Thank you. Beautiful. I love it on your way out. Bye bye. Thank you, guys. We'll see you at Wednesday Night Bible Study right here. Christian Education is launching our new study in the Book of Romans. It will be online beginning next Sunday. Next Sunday. Uh, Lady Wilson, would you stand for me just quickly? She has copies for your hard copies, and there are copies on our band app. Would you go to the back door, Lady Wilson, to make sure they get a copy. If you are not enrolled in a Bible study, this is our Sunday School. It is online. It will be a 36-week study, a walk through the Book of Romans. Brother Tommy stand for me. Amen. Let's give him a hand. This is our teacher online. Amen. We are looking forward to you logging on and long. be a part. Okay, so beginning to my right, your left would you stand in that first row over there? Far right, come on, stand. Amen. Amen, you can go. Yep, lead him out for me. Follow her, mama. Thank you so much. Second row, please stand. Brother Roy, would you lead him? Thank you. Please go out from the back. From the back. Third row, please stand. Fourth row, please stand. Thank you. From the back, please process. Fifth row, please stand. Thank you. You guys so much, Father. Thank you for the praise team and their hard work today. Thank you for the musicians and the grace and the gift that they have. Thank you for all those who gave today for the furtherance of your work. Blessed now, Lord, to go forward is our prayer. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless everybody. Thank you for coming. Have a glorious
1: day. We'll have
0: you heard that song by Carrie called the
1: blessing? We'll see you. In your You have I, it.
0: I, I, yeah, because I feel like it might be like a. Let me hear, Roy. Um,
1: mm-hmm. What's what of Benedict's songs? A benediction. I rules. love it. They tired of okay. <laughs> we back. I, do I say love that. it. Keep
0: pushing. Let's we don't go. Say that. Say that. We need it. Oh, we need that music. You can take that, Roy. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the right
1: oh. key? Yeah. yeah. Children, their children. I like that. I like that. May his favor be upon you in a thousand generations
0: okay, and your family and you, your both. children and their
1: children and their children make